Hey friend, I'm Laura Lee and welcome to Living in the Light. Each week, I will sit down with a friend who is an artist or creative as they share their story of how Jesus brought them from the dark and into His glorious and powerful light. At the end of each episode, I'll be diving into a passage of scripture and bringing you truth straight from the Word of God. This is a space for you to be encouraged and to remember that your story matters and that with God, even the broken parts of your story can have incredible purpose and meaning. I'm here to bring real life to light. Hey friends, I am so excited to welcome to the podcast today, Kiwani Vallejo Cook. This is a special episode because Kiwani has a story that brings us powerful perspective in our current cultural moment. Kiwani was born into poverty in the Philippines, and her childhood was difficult and heartbreaking. In today's episode, she is sharing with us her story of how the light of Jesus, through an organization called Compassion International, changed the trajectory of her life forever. Kiwani is not an artist or a creative by vocation, but she is passionate about the arts and has been a part of a musical theater arts program in the Philippines that's on mission to reach children for Jesus. I love Compassion International, and I've actually sponsored a little girl named Sunny since I was young, and it has truly changed my life, getting to be a part of what God is doing across the globe. I am excited for you to listen to this conversation and for the Lord to move in your heart as Kiwani shares her story with you today. So here's my conversation with Kiwani. Well, Kiwi, I am so excited and honored and just truly blessed um, to have you on the podcast today and for you to tell your story. Mm -hmm. Your life story brings a powerful perspective to our lives right now. COVID-19 hasn't only impacted us here in America, but has impacted the lives of people and families globally, especially the poor. And you know firsthand what that life is like. Would you tell us um, mm-hmm. just a little bit about your life growing up? Um, thank you for asking, Laura, and thank you for inviting us to be in your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, my name is Kiwi, and my real name is not really Kiwi, though it might sound cute, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Kiwani. It sounds Hawaiian, but I'm not from Hawaii. <laughs> I was name. Yeah, thank you so much. I was born and raised in the Philippines to a very poor family. My dad is an alcoholic and my parents would fight each night because he's always drunk. Um, there are three brothers ahead of me uh, who died because of lack of medical attention. Uh, parents cannot afford medical care necessary for them to be to have checkups and stuff. So the, my third brother, he was supposed to be born cesarean section, but they cannot afford the medical care. So what they did, they cut my mom open without proper anesthesia. Mm. And my mom was like screaming for pain, but my brother didn't survive. But af- after that, I was born in another sister. And I remember growing up in the Philippines, it was difficult that I would like beg my mom, Mama, I could not sleep because we were just so hungry. But even my parents would give up their food that they're about to eat that night, which is most of the time rice and soy sauce or rice and salt. It would still be not sufficient. Laura, I always like um, tell this story about the apple that when apples were imported from America to the Philippines, we were just so excited to taste that apple. But even a rotten apple, we could not afford to buy. But Mm. you know what? This is not a sad story. 
because our God in heaven is so, so good. Mm. My dad was an alcoholic. One day, pick up a track. For your young listeners, a track is a reading material about Jesus. Mm. And in, in the track, it says to go to a crusade. So my papa wow. went to a crusade. And in that crusade, he received Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. Wow. Praise so, God. Yes, praise God. And so from the life of like living that way, my dad went home sober one night. And my mom was so surprised. Why is he sober? Yeah. And my, my, my dad said, because I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And you mm. need to come to church with me. Wow. So, you know, he, he took us to church. And um, it's our very first time to be at church as a family. And me and my sister, we would sit in Sunday school and they would sing about Jesus. That Jesus loves the little children. But as a young kid, I could not uh, really comprehend that because if he loves the little children, then why are we so poor? <laughs> then why do yeah. we live that way? Right. And that church, it's like a mix of very, very poor to very, very rich. So I can see the disparity yeah. of um, children there. That Why do they have the nice clothes? Why in us, we, we barely have food to eat. And But one day, uh, the pastor said, since you're very poor, um, there's a, a program. It's called Compassion International. And they mm. signed us up. And at the age of seven, I was just waiting for what is this uh, Compassion International. But they told me that I'm going to have a, a, a sponsor. And at the age of seven, somebody from Australia picked up a packet and he started to sponsor me. And the very first thing in his letter, he's, he said, Kiwi, you are pretty and Kiwi Jesus loves you. Mm. You know, our culture, Laura, we don't tell our kids, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so pretty. <laughs> but the very first time that I heard that, I said, hmm, um, he, he didn't even see me. <laughs> he saw a picture <laughs> and, and told me I'm pretty. Later on in my life, I begin to realize, Lord, is this how you see me? That I'm beautiful. Yeah. It just brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. When I hear that. Because yeah. it's not even my sponsor saying that to me, but God, like, you are precious. You are beautiful. And, and I love you. I care for you. So it's just... It's just powerful words from a small piece of paper. And I would go to the Compassion Project in our church because Compassion partners with the local church. And my teacher there, she told me, Kiwi, yes, this is your situation. You are poor, but this is not your destiny. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope in the future. But sometimes we stop there. But the following verses, it says, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. So I begin to open my Bible. I begin to read and memorize the verses. That, uh, he has the, the promise that, the, that God has for me. And 
during high school, I told my mama, Ma, I don't want to be poor anymore. I, I want to get out of this situation. <laughs> I want to um, get out of this situation. I want to go to college. I want to be somebody. I want to take up something. And my mama said, let's pray because God will provide that he who began a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. Amen. He, it doesn't stop. Like what he started, he's going to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so we prayed and prayed. And during high school at the time, Compassion doesn't have anything for uh, college students, for, for high school students to go to college. Partner with 26 countries all over the world, 26 third world countries. And at that year that I was able to, that I was about to graduate, they said, Kiwi, we are launching a program in the Philippines to send kids to college. And mm -hmm. I was one of the first students to go to college through that program. Praise God. Oh, God, my goodness. God knows everything, Laura. He, he knows does. everything. <laughs> and he's he the God of right timing. He is of right timing. Sometimes we thought it's like a setback, but it's not a setback. He knows. <laughs> he knows he what to do. He, he created us, so he knows what's the best for us. He does. So, Kiwi, you went to college in the Philippines? Yes. Um, I took up physical therapy. Okay. I am now a physical therapist here in Dallas, Texas. I live now in Dallas, Texas. That's amazing. <laughs> And during my graduation from physical therapy, um, I need to take a very difficult exam. It's a licensure exam. Only 2% passes. And every time uh, I open my Bible, God would tell me, Kiwi, is there anything too hard for me? Nothing, absolutely nothing is too hard for the Lord. All of my promises for you, that's what he said, are yes and amen. Mm. Out of 1,700 students who took the exam, I landed 10th place. <laughs> oh my goodness. And because of that, they gave me a medal. Mm. As I was receiving this medal, I told my, I told the Lord, Lord, if only my sponsors were here, I'm going to give this medal to them. Because, because of them, <laughs> I, I was able to get this. Wow. So in our church in the Philippines, every year we have a prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Usually, I don't join because I was hungry when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that year, I joined and I said that I want to meet my sponsors. Yeah. And that year, a group of sponsors came to the Philippines and asked me for my testimony. And after that, they asked me to come to Australia. And it, it was just... And meet your... To meet my sponsors. <laughs> and in that moment, I met my sponsors and I just ran to them and hugged them and over and over and over again. I told them, thank you so much. You changed my life. You, you didn't just change my life, but my family and one day my community. You know, Laura, my mom became a pastor of a small community church in the Philippines. Wow. And then last year, we just launched in our own backyard, our own kids' ministry in, for our community. What um, a and blessing. We called, we called it To God Be the Glory. To kids God ministry. Be the Glory. <laughs> that, what's it called? To God Be the Glory? Kids' ministry. Kids' ministry. Mm -hmm. mm. So every Saturday, my mom would like call the kids from, from our community, small community. And they she would feed them. She would tell them about Jesus and 
cook for them and they do activities and stuff like that, like a mini compassion in our own backyard <laughs> because we just want to give God all the glory that He has done. Oh, uh, my, yes. But because of COVID now, they cannot do that. And <laughs> it's just so, so sad that uh, people cannot go out of their houses and especially in the Philippines. I don't know what other country regulations are, but in the Philippines, it's just so strict. They're on full lockdown um, because of COVID. So, you know, 10 years, 11 years ago, I came to America to work as a physical therapist. Wow. And... Um, um, uh, eight years ago, I met my husband and I got married to my husband. Yay! <laughs> oh. And my, my husband's name uh, is Terry Cook. He's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. I got myself a Southern boy. <laughs> yes, Southern. I love it. And my husband, you know, his job is an executive chef. Imagine mm-hmm. I was hungry when I was a kid. Now I'm married to an executive chef. <laughs> <laughs> so you eat the best food all the time. Only God. Only God. Only, only God. God. <laughs> can surprise you like that. Mm. So um, we're just like celebrating and, and about the goodness of God. But during the wedding, I invited my parents to come to the United States. Okay. And remember the apple story that I told you in, in the beginning? You said you couldn't even eat an apple or you yes. didn't have an apple. So during the wedding, I invited my parents to come to the United States. And after the wedding, I, I took them to an apple orchard. No, you did not. In Georgia. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, my gosh. You went apple picking. I went apple mom picking and dad. with my mom and dad. And my dad, he was picking up apples from the ground. And I said, no, dad, God has blessed us exceedingly, abundantly, more than we could ever ask or think. You know, God pick an apple. Yes, we can now pick an apple of the freshest of apple in Mm. on the tree. And I know that God withheld that rotten apple years and years ago because he has something but better for us. And at that moment we're just celebrating about God's goodness in our lives. And I believe, Laura, that he blessed us like that, not to just keep it to ourselves. He blessed us because he has he has something, he has a plan. He blessed us because he wants us to be hands and feet to other people. Yes. And so yeah. now I am, me and my husband were now sponsors of total of four kids. Wow. <laughs> through compassion. Wow. So you're giving back in the way that someone has given to you. Yes. In your lifetime. That's crazy that in your lifetime you started there and God brought you to where you are now. Yeah. And now it all it's just it all begins over again and God is using you and your husband to bless those children. Where are those children? So two from the Philippines, of course, because okay. it's not obvious. <laughs> yeah. And one from Haiti and a little boy from Bolivia. His name is Juan. And wow. two years ago, uh, not two years ago, six years ago, I went back home with my husband to the Philippines. And met my sponsored children mm. and told them, hang in there. Do not give up. Do not if, give up. Do not give up. And that's a word for your listeners to do not give up. God is not done yet. He knows. He is for you. He is not against you. He is mm. the same today, yesterday, and forever. He is the same. So do not give up. Hang in there. If God can release me 
from poverty, He can release you from poverty. It might be physical poverty, mental poverty, any kinds of poverty. He is able. He is mm. able. And one day, He is able. One day, God will give you an avenue, an opportunity, a platform, a podcast to tell your friends, your your. Uh, a neighbor, a family member, strangers, that God is so, so good and He is faithful and He cares for you. He cares. He loves us so much. Amen. Imagine He knows the number of our hair. He does. <laughs> he does. So He loves oh. you, every details of your yourself. You know, I've heard a, a preacher, she said, because sometimes when things got, gets rough, I would ask, Lord, are you there? <laughs> are you there? And yeah. she and that preacher said, "Hey, the very the very thing that the very reason that you come to him and asking him, are you there? He is there because he invites us to come to him. Mm. Get invited to come to him. What a privilege! What a privilege! What a privilege! Yes, yes." Well, Kiwani, on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, I always ask how Jesus has brought us mm-hmm. from the dark and into his glorious and powerful mm-hmm. light. And you have just told your story of how mm-hmm. Jesus has done that, mm-hmm. how the saving power of Jesus Christ has flooded light into yes. your home and how the organization of Compassion International has brought light to um, to you physically Mm-hmm. Um, as well as spiritually. And I think that is is so powerful because there are physical needs yes. that we have and physical needs that people have across mm-hmm. the world that, um, like you said, we are able to be the hands and feet of Jesus yes. and to extend our love and support to those people and let God move. I mean, God has moved through your life yes. in powerful ways through an act of generosity from mm-hmm. someone with Compassion International. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to um, to ask you just how has sponsorship changed your life? Well, I think if I was not sponsored, my life will be totally different. Mm. I'm not sure if I'm going to be here in America. I'm not sure if I can be able to finish uh, college. But God used that person his name is Edwin Bunny that's my sponsor mm. he used Edwin Bunny to plant in me that hey God cares for you it's just not he sees you yeah wherever you are in your life he sees you mm. so it's not just the the monetary monetary thing that he gives but like the care, someone seeing you. Imagine whenever I receive his letter, I would always think in my mind, picture in my mind, this this person is busy and he stopped. Yeah. And he stopped and he wrote this letter because mm-hmm. he cares. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. Um, I told you this before mm-hmm. we hopped on this call, but for the listeners, um, mm-hmm. I was moved personally by the organization Compassion International when I was at a church camp in mm-hmm. high school. I think I was in ninth grade and uh, they talked about compassion and how sponsorship was changing people's mm-hmm. lives across the world. And I remember um, getting a packet that had, uh, her name is Sunny. Mm-hmm. It had her picture on it and she was five years old 
And I started sponsoring her then. And I've been sponsoring her since then. And she's now wow. 17 years old and I'm still getting pictures of her and still writing letters to her. So if someone's listening and doesn't know the heart behind Compassion mm. International, in the name of Jesus, it is it is mm. sponsorship and ending poverty in the world yes. um, through personal relationships mm-hmm. with, with individual people. Mm-hmm. And, and that happens through letter writing. And like mm-hmm. you said, that person seeing you mm-hmm. and, and touching you and telling you, I mean, touching you through a letter and, mm-hmm. and telling you that you're beautiful and God sees you. And I, and I'm here to help you um, mm-hmm. and the Lord moving through that. It's powerful. Yes. And um, I've just seen like how it's, it's opened my eyes in, in perspective to the church worldwide of yes. how, how God is moving in people's lives. Um, so Kawani, let's talk about the problem because mm-hmm. there, there is a problem. And mm-hmm. um, I would love to just ask you, how can we be a part of being a solution um, yes. to this problem through an organization like Compassion mm-hmm. International? Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's worldwide. The pandemic is worldwide. The COVID-19 problem is worldwide. Um, a lot of people are are suffering here in America too. But imagine that suffering. It's like multi, like 10 times more in the Philippines uh, or any other countries that uh, Compassion is like sponsoring. Um, I just told you a while ago before we started that um, the Philippines has been in strict lockdown for months and months and they can even go out 17 years and below and 65 years and above cannot even go out to work, to to uh, buy their groceries and they're stuck in their house, in their teeny house, very, very small house, all together in there and sometimes they just work for the day's food, for their day's uh, meal but how are they going to be able to do that? Um, people are getting hungrier and hungrier by the day. And it's just like a, a pile and pile of problems all over the world. But I know that uh, people should just be, should open their hearts, should open their hearts and that you can do something and not focus on the, the problem worldwide. If we focus like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. You know, when the pandemic hit, um, I, I would just want to be honest with you that I felt like a fear inside me because maybe I experienced hunger before. <laughs> so I felt that fear. And every time I feel that, I would open my window and I would hear the birds. And Jesus said, hey, Kiwi, if you hear the birds, they don't toil, right? They don't, they don't work. But I provide for them. I provide for them. So God wants to use people to help other people. We hear sometimes like, you know, we hear this, this phrase, um, hurt people, hurt people, right? But we need to redeem that. We should not always say hurt people, hurt people. We say free people, free people. Yes. <laughs> or... Or yeah. love people, love people, right? Mm. You, when you feel that love, when you feel uh, the love from God, you need to love other people too. It doesn't stop there. Yeah. When God has freed you from something or you're still walking in that, that something that you're, you're suffering, 
you know, don't focus on on that problem. Reach out, reach yeah. out. You know, there's a verse in Psalms. It says, "Those who refresh others will them them will they themselves be refreshed." So as you help people, as you, you are help, refreshed, as you are refreshed. You are being helped too. It's you're taking out uh, in your in yourself that you know the focus of. Me, 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 me. I need yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I need it. I need it. But if you reach out there, you're freeing yourself from that bondage of accumulating a lot of stuff for yourself. Yeah. So because I was stuck here in the house, I purged my closet. And I can like see like, oh my gosh, what did I do to myself? I don't even like wear. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I wear the same seven things and then everything else is just sitting there. Yes, yes. I have a lot for myself that other people don't even have enough for the day. Mm-hmm. Don't even have enough food for the day. They might mm-hmm. just eat once a day or not even like have a meal for the day. Yeah. And, and I know that um, God sees them too. Mm-hmm. God sees them and. I I know that God is like feeling our heart, like, hey, Kiwi, don't just like look look at yourself. But there are other children that I love to mm-hmm. care for them. Yes. And praise God for organizations like Compassion that mm-hmm. um, yes. is educating people yes. on people's lives around the world. Um, that it's yes. it's powerful to just help our neighbor and to, to be yes. a light in our community, but then yes. to be able to have the opportunity to be a light in the world, yes. um, in the Philippines, in Indonesia, and yes. yes. you know wherever it is. Yes, uh, in Africa. Ama- yeah, it's it is it is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I read today when I was looking up stuff about poverty and just trying mm-hmm. to learn myself about um, the problem that the COVID nineteen pandemic is. I read is estimated to push an additional 88 million people in poverty to 115 million people into extreme poverty this year, with the total rising to as many as 150 million people in extreme poverty by 2021. Yep. That number, it's scary. Mm -hmm. It's terrifying to think that, like you said, you went to bed hungry. Mm-hmm. And that you couldn't sleep some nights mm-hmm. that you were that hungry. And um, it's it's little acts of generosity, us yes. reaching out that can make um, a person's life different. Yeah. Imagine like when you sponsor your sponsor child, you've never, you don't know like what's the ripple effect, right? You just sponsor that child. Right. My sponsor didn't even think like, hey, like what's going to happen to Kiwi? But now I am a sponsor of four kids. He sponsored me. I'm the only sponsored child that he has. Praise God. (laughs) But the ripple effect of that, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Just like sometimes obedience is is the key. Yeah. And when God like move your heart, don't delay you. Yes. Just say yes. Say yes. Say Yes. yes. Amen. Yeah. Last night I was talking to my mom about your story and um, just like you said, I, I didn't realize the impact that mm-hmm. um, that sponsorship to Sunny in Indonesia probably has made on her life that mm-hmm. it's it's opened my eyes to just how powerful that is yes. that for $38 a month, 
um, in writing a letter to this little girl Mm -hmm. over these years that um, like you've experienced in your life, Kawani, that it Mm -hmm. it opens doors for God to move Mm -hmm. more than anything. It's not us as much as it is God moving through us when we say yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, Laura. Hey friends, Laura Lee here. Do you feel alone? Are you craving some friendship? Do you want to study the Bible and grow in your faith alongside other girls? Do you want to learn about what it means to make disciples? Well, at the beginning of quarantine, I created the community College Girls for Christ as a place for college girls to gather, study God's Word, and grow in community together. It's been so encouraging to see how God is moving in girls' lives and to watch real-life friendships grow from an online gathering place. God is just that good. And good news is the community is growing. And as it continues to grow, instead of limiting it to college girls, I decided to open it up to any woman interested in being a part of what God is doing through this community. So here's what's next and how you can be involved and get connected today. Starting the first week of December, we will be diving into an Advent study from If Gathering called Emmanuel, 16 Encounters with Jesus. The community is currently open for new members, and you can sign up today in the podcast show description, and I'll send you information about getting plugged in with us. I cannot wait to connect with you. Now back to my conversation with Kiwi. Kawani, you said you sponsor four children now. How are you personally led to to sponsor those kids? Yes. So I told you that I went to Australia. I met my my sponsors there. Yeah. And I was just so overwhelmed about the goodness of God that I cannot just like, you know, I I need to do something. God has been so, so good to me that I need to do something. But at the time, I don't have like a, a regular job in the Philippines. I was just like uh, in between jobs. And I said, how am I going to sponsor a kid? Yeah. So one day we were in an event and there there was this um, 15-year-old kid who was sponsoring his own sponsor child. And I asked the mom, how is he sponsoring that child? Like, is yeah. he asking money from you? And he said, no, his name is Jordan. And the mom said, Jordan plays the guitar really, really well. During Saturday and Friday after school, he would play guitar, the guitar on the streets. Mm. And he would put his, uh, the picture of his sponsor child on the guitar case. And he would say, I am basking for my sponsor child. And he was 15. And at the time, I was 20 plus, maybe 24. Yeah. And I said, if that kid can do that, I can sponsor a child too. Like, yeah, I, I, God, God is, you know, in Ephesians 2.10, he said that we are made in the image. Uh, God has like uh, made us anew in him. Right. Yes. So that we can do good things that he has prepared for us beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So I called my friends in the Philippines while I was in Australia and said, hey, I want to sponsor a child, but by myself, I cannot do it. But mm-hmm. if we pitch in, then we can sponsor a child. Yeah. And we sponsored that first child when he was seven years old. And he's now mm. graduate from, from the program. Oh, praise God. <laughs> and it just started from there. And that obedience, God will like um, reward that obedience. God will, God will um, provide for that. He will. Where, in, 
where he guides you, he will provide for it. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where we think that we, we don't have enough or that yes. we can't or that we could never have enough time to yes. make another commitment. God is, is ready to provide yes. in our weakness mm-hmm. and to come in and to provide for that other person. Um, mm-hmm. I love that you partnered with a friend and said, let's go in to this together. Like I don't have $38, but yes. we could split this and we could yes. sponsor this child. And then hopefully God will continue to yeah. provide for us to be able to do this more and more. And now you sponsor four children, Yes, um, which is just such a testimony because of hearing uh, where your story began and now mm-hmm. um, how you're giving back. So for the listeners who um, have been moved as I mm-hmm. have to, to sponsorship, um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to explain a little bit about how Compassion International works. You guys, there are families in need of support, and we want you, we want to invite you to join us. Um, Compassion is on the ground in these countries, Mm -hmm. meeting the needs of families and bringing the light of Jesus to these children's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Your monthly gift of $38, just $38 supporting that kid every month helps um, bring them out of poverty. Specifically, it supports their family with rent support, with emergency food supplies, with medical care. Kawani, would you talk a little bit about Mm -hmm. all of the aspects of Compassion International that you Mm -hmm. experienced firsthand? So um, I would... It, it partners with the local church. So we would go to the local church anytime we, 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 we can. But every Saturday or Sunday, we are supposed to go to the church. And um, we have like, of course, if you're poor, you don't have computers and stuff. And they have it there. We can use the computer. We have um, teachers who can teach us with our, with our assignments and school uh, requirements. And not only that, because we don't have money for medical and dental care every year we have a doctor who comes to our community gives us like a medical and checkup and dental like cleaning of our teeth you know when i was wow. a kid and never <laughs> we don't have money for dental checkup so yeah. i had like a lot of uh, tooth toothaches and tooth decay but when compassion stepped in now we have a dentist who comes every year to check us to check our mm. teeth, to, to, to check our hygiene and stuff like yeah. that. But the most important thing, um, they teach us about Jesus. That, mm. hey, you might have all these things. You might have social support. You might have all these uh, social activities or medical, dental, and stuff like that. Your education. But that would be nothing if you don't know the answer to all these problems, which is, which is Jesus Christ. So they would teach us about the Bible, about there's a real person, there's a real God out there who cares. Yeah. So that's the the most important thing in life that you can get and you can say yes to, like giving your your life to to Christ as mm-hmm. in giving uh, saying yes that He's going to be the Lord and Savior of your life. Mm. Amen. Well, Kawani, I always bring on artists, or I usually do, artists and creatives. And we talk about how Jesus has brought us from the dark and into his powerful light. And as we were chatting earlier, you shared with me that you love musical theater and you've actually Uh been a part of bringing the light of Jesus to (laughs) communities in the Philippines through performing arts. And Mm -hmm. the performing arts have been a huge part of your story. So I would love to um, hear more about that. 
<laughs> that's why when they asked me, hey, you know, Laura's going to interview you and in her podcast. I was so excited because after college from physical therapy school, I cannot find a job, Laura. And I thought, yeah. did I make a mistake in choosing this profession? But God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. All, the, all of the delay is part of his grand plan. Yeah. So my friend is working in, in this uh, a theater company. It's called Trumpets. And it stands for Triumphant People's Evangelical Society. It's the very first um, Christian theater company in Asia. So I'm so, so happy to be part of that because they do plays like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh. Um, uh, first name, uh, Joseph the Dreamer. And yeah. bring it out there to the audience and telling them like in a subtle way, you know, because some people are, you know, they don't really know Jesus, but they tell them like, hey, you are being cared for, that there is a lion, <laughs> Aslan, that cares for you, that died yeah. for you. <laughs> and and some some people, like after the play, they would receive Jesus and mm. and go to a local church and stuff like that. And at first I was just in the admin side. But eventually they asked me, hey, do you want to be part of the outreach? So we would go out to the slums and perform for the kids and tell them about Jesus through theater arts and teach them musical theater, singing. You know, uh, Filipinos are we're very musically inclined to <laughs> we oh, sing and dance. And, love and that. In the midst of poverty, in the midst of um, uh, calamity, because we have a lot of like typhoons in the Philippines, mm -hmm. we get it out of ourselves to, you know, be happy and sing and dance. And music does that to you. It does. It does. It sure does. Mm -hmm. And there are a few people on Broadway, right? Yes. That are, um, that are students of ours. Yeah, so um, one, her name is Christine Aliado. She plays one of the sisters in Hamilton. And um, oh Red Conception, she's, he's one of, uh, he is the, the engineer in Miss Saigon. Okay, so, uh, that, I, that's a big job to be the engineer in that show because there's a helicopter that flies yes. <laughs> through the center of the stage. Oh, <sighs> that's so cool. Well, I'll have to have them on the podcast too now that you yes. said their names. Mm. Um, so they were a part of the, yes, the and, program? Uh, yeah, they were part of the program. Okay. They, they, um, yeah, they perform in, in trumpets and they, start, uh, they started there in the Philippines and now they're performing in Broadway and oh, I think... In, in London and they travel yeah. around the States and stuff like that. Mm. So I was just so, so proud that, Hey, you know, that, that's our students before they're in, in yeah. the company. And one, one day um, I read uh, Christina Liada's post on Facebook and she said, you know, uh, she was um, let go of her job one time in, in, in uh, Disneyland, Hong Kong. Uh -huh. But because of that, it led her to something else. So <laughs> it led her to be a Broadway star. <laughs> yeah. So God works all things yes. together for good. Yes. 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 So even if we were experiencing the, this COVID, this pandemic, you know, don't, don't, I know it's sad and I know it's hard, but don't lose hope because. It's not yet over until God says it's over. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Until he comes back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I think it's it's so cool that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about 
storytelling because mm-hmm. storytelling is what I do um, yes. as my career, but there's so much power in storytelling and in um, sharing our own mm-hmm. personal stories like you've done here on the podcast. And then you guys do that through the theater company is, yes. is you tell a story and it, it teaches about, I mean, Jesus was a storyteller. Mm-hmm. It, it teaches about the heart of God um, so that yes. people can come to know him. It's, it's powerful. Yes, it is. Well, on the podcast, we also talk about how the darker parts of our stories, Mm -hmm. um, we often just kind of skip over Mm. because we would rather just present a perfected Mm. version of ourselves Mm -hmm. or um, Mm -hmm. something we think other people want to see. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so important to share our stories from the place Mm -hmm. of brokenness so that people Mm -hmm. can really and truly see where the Mm -hmm. light, the light flooded in? Um, You know, um, a lot of people are like uh, asking like, Hey, why are you so thankful? Cause I'm, I'm always like, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe that I'm speaking for compassion. I'm on the stage and very thankful that I'm, I'm there from, from a very, very poor, uh, uh, a kid. Yeah. So the, the, the thankfulness is when you experience so much lack and God took you out of that, you're going to see like, oh my gosh, I cannot do that for myself or by myself. But God used people or God himself, take me out of that situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're going to be more thankful because if if you can do stuff for yourself and by yourself, like you're not stuck in, in a situation that um, in yourself, you cannot do something. Then yeah. you're not gonna see the power of God moving. It, because yeah, in your, in your you can own do it strength. yourself. Yes. Yeah. In your own strength, you can do it. So if you're if you're in a situation that it's like for you, it's you, there's no hope for you that you cannot do it by yourself, then you're gonna see like, hey, there's a power. There's a power that God has given to to fix this situation, to get mm-hmm. me out of this situation. And that's when you're going to be, thank you, Lord, for taking me out of that situation. Yeah. That's when you're going to be more thankful that he, he's there. He, he helped you out of that. Mm, yeah. And, and we all have places in our lives where we mm-hmm. see God move in that way that yes. we know it's only by the power of God. Yes. could have been re- rescued yes. from our personal darkness of our, um, it may not be poverty in the capacity that you've experienced, mm-hmm. but any spiritual um, mm-hmm. darkness, any separation from the light of Jesus himself is a poverty of spirit that yes. um, is stripped of joy. So yes. yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful when his light comes in and yes. it changes, yes. changes our lives. I'm, I'm thankful Kawani that you told your personal story mm-hmm. today, because um, I think we need this perspective that, mm-hmm. um, that this is happening in the world and we can be a part of making a difference. Yes. Yes. And you know, in, in the Bible, it says it's not by might nor by power, but by the spirit of the Lord. So uh, sometimes we undergo such a terrible situation to see the power of God, Mm. to see, to give him the glory. You know, there's a story in the Bible, like why is he blind Lord? You know, the story of the blind man. Yeah. 
did he sin? Did he do this? No, uh, he's blind because the power of the Lord will be sh- shining from what I'm going to do to him. Like he mm. received his eyesight. Yes. It's all to give God the glory. Mm. Yes. All for God to get the glory. Yes. Amen. Well, Kawani, at the end of every episode, I spend some time opening the word of God mm-hmm. and bringing to light a passage of scripture and talking about the life of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and what the word of God says and how it directs mm-hmm. us and how it changes our life. You have quoted a lot of scripture in our episode today, and I would love for you just to share with the listener why you know it is powerful and why we should open it every single day. Yes. You know, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite verses is uh, Joshua 1, 8. Like, do not let this book of law depart from your mouth. Mm. Meditate on it day and night. Yes. So that you may be careful to do what is written on it. And then you will become prosperous and successful. Yes. A lot of people are like looking for success anywhere. Yeah. The word of God is very clear. Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. Like mm-hmm. spend time. Uh, we, we look for like presents, like gifts from God, blessings. We, we look for those stuff. But we forgot that the very presence of God is the present that he wants to give us. Like the very... He himself is the gift that we're yeah. looking for. So yeah. it is very important. You know, I, I when sometimes I would talk to, like I would speak in churches and I love the story of the pencil. Like mm-hmm. the pencil, somebody somebody made up that pencil, right? Yeah. But if the if the creator of the pencil wouldn't tell us that what the pencil is for, we don't know what that is for writing. Yeah. So we need to go to the creator of mm. ourselves to ask, what am I here for? Like, mm. what's my purpose? But we ask that in so many areas, like our friends, we ask like, what, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or even our pastor, what am I going to do, pastor? But did we start asking God, like, Lord, what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> and usually, usually when when he tells us what are we going to do, it doesn't contradict the Bible. So we need to go to his word and, and, and study and learn. And he speaks in his word. Yeah. You know, just a quick, uh, just a quick, quick, quick um, story. Yeah. In the Philippines, I told you it, I, after graduation, I, I had a hard time finding a job. And on Sunday, I said, Lord, um, this Sunday, your verse, your the verse that the pastor will give me is your specific word for me. Hmm. And that verse was, that word was for Moses. Go out of your country. Go to the land that I will show you. And hmm. you will be a blessing. Yeah. And I said, how am I going to go out of my country, Lord? I don't have money. If this yeah. is your will, it's your bill. You're going to pay <laughs> <laughs> You're going to pay for it. So I went online and applied as a physical therapist in Georgia. Yeah. And my employer called me up and they said, Kiwi, we want you to come to Georgia and we are going to pay for everything. We're even going to give you a thousand dollar sign and bonus to come to Georgia. Wow. I would not know that if I have not seek 
his will, his, the Lord <laughs> for my life. I, I would be scared like, oh, no, no. Should I go to America? I don't know America. Like I would be scared to take a step. Yeah. Because I didn't have a word. Right. Uh, prayer and surrendering <laughs> it to him. And mm-hmm. he just opens doors that no one can open. I love that verse in Revelation. Yes. Closes doors that no one can close. He is yes. the great door opener. Um, yes. Oh, yes. And he loves us so much. Like you said, he just loves us and wants to care for us and provide for us mm-hmm. and give us. I, what I've been thinking about this past week is just the power of faith. The power of saying, I mean, how many times did Jesus say, mm-hmm. don't be afraid, just believe? Yes, yes. Just believe. Yes. Be strong and take courage. Do not fear or be dismayed mm-hmm. for the Lord will go before us. And he said, believe and you will receive. You have not because you ask not. Yes. Ask not because we don't believe that it's going to happen. Yeah. all powerful god Mm -hmm. he is he is well kiwani at the end of every episode i ask two Mm -hmm. fun questions Mm. so i'll ask you what broadway musical is your favorite (laughs) well because in in the philippines we we did footloose yeah (laughs) so that's a fun one I love Footloose and yes. um, uh, of course I want the I love the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It's not yeah. a I don't know if they had it in Broadway, yeah. but that's like one of my f- like very very favorite because of course it's it's you know Aslan is like you know Jesus in, Jesus. in that story. Yeah, they should make that a Broadway musical. Yes, it, oh my gosh, that it's would be so, awesome. So good. <laughs> and then you mentioned. That your husband is a chef. Yes. And wow, so cool that God had brought you from um, complete hunger to, you know, getting to eat a five-star meal. (laughs) To gourmet meals. (laughs) Gourmet meals, yes. What has been your favorite meal that you've eaten, that he's cooked? That he has cooked. Um, I love fish, so I love his uh, sea bass. Ooh. and I, and I love um, uh, truffle mac and cheese that he he makes. That sounds <laughs> so, so good. And uh, truffle creme brulee. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's your dream meal. Yes, that's, that's my your birthday dream dinner. Meal. <laughs> um, what's the name of the restaurant? Um, it's called Cafe Pacific. It's in Highland Park Village in Dallas. Okay. And um, yeah. Yeah, whenever you come to Dallas, please contact me. <laughs> yes, I will. I have, a, I'm sure a lot of the listeners mm-hmm. are from Dallas and I have family who lives in Dallas and I'll have to tell them about Cafe Pacific. They'll have to yes. go check it out. Yes, Cafe Pacific. Wow. Well, Kiwani, thank you for telling your story. Mm-hmm. It's been such a blessing and I've loved getting to connect with you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura, and God bless your listeners. And I pray that they would see Jesus in all of the stories that you have on your podcast. And not just see Jesus, but their lives will be changed as well. Because whenever we encounter Jesus, we don't stay the same. We aren't the same. Yes. Death to life, a new spirit. Yes. Amen. Amen. What a story. For those of you who are listening to the podcast right now, I want to share with you that I have decided to partner with 
Compassion International to find more sponsors for children who are much like Kiwani. I have a partnership with Compassion because I trust the way they work. When I invest $38 for sponsorship every month, I know that 80% of that is being spent specifically for the development of the little girl named Sunny that I sponsor in Indonesia. Compassion doesn't give money directly to children because they know that just handing out money isn't going to make a long-term impact. But spending that money wisely for nutrition and healthcare and education, teaching boys and girls to grow up and escape poverty, that makes a huge difference. And Compassion does it all through local churches around the world. So I have a goal of finding new sponsors for at least 100 children with this podcast. And I think we're actually going to blow that goal away. I've made it really simple for you. You have two options. The first is that right now, even as you are listening, you can open up a text and send the word your light, no spaces, to the number 83393. You're going to get a text back with a picture of a child and a link. Click that link and follow the steps to start sponsoring. The second option is also easy, and I'm even adding some extra bonus content from this episode to a webpage. If you go to compassion.com slash Laura Lee, there you can choose exactly which boy or girl you want to sponsor. You can find the link in the show notes and in this show's description. And again, it's compassion.com slash Laura Lee. I really want to make this easy for you, and so I've worked with Compassion so that you'll also get a free gift when you start sponsoring. We're going to send you a scrunchie from our friends at Judith and James, and it's going to be a Christmas-colored scrunchie. It's so fun. We all need a scrunchie right now, right? In addition to this, I want to celebrate with you your new sponsorship. So all of my friends on the podcast listening who sponsor a child are going to get to come to my Christmas party. It'll be virtual and full of surprises. So if you sponsor a child in the next week from this air day, you'll be able to join us on Zoom for a fun celebration. You know, one of the reasons I've decided this is so important right now is that COVID-19 is having a devastating effect around the world. We know how much this is radically changing our lives in the U.S., but in so many countries where people live in deep poverty, what we are seeing is that thousands more children are being forced to the point of starvation as families can't work as jobs go away as schools are closed the world health organization is saying that covid is setting international poverty development efforts back at least 10 years parents who are already struggling to survive now can't afford food if a family member does get sick there's no way for them to pay a doctor let alone medicine parents desperate for work are losing their homes because they can't pay rent But when a boy or girl is sponsored through Compassion, Compassion Centers provide food and grocery vouchers for families who can no longer afford food. Compassion staff from the local church help families get medical care and cover the costs of treatment. And Compassion is even helping cover rent payments for families who have lost their jobs due to COVID-19. So here's a quick reminder on how to sponsor. You can text 83393 and send the word your light, no spaces, and you'll get a link to follow and start sponsoring. Or if you want to see bonus content from this episode, go to compassion.com slash and you can see that video and choose a boy or a girl to sponsor from 25 different countries. I cannot wait to see how God moves 
through Kiwi Story and prompts so many of you to share love and light and to step out in generosity to help our brothers and sisters across the world. Thanks for listening today, friends. As always, I am just honored to have some of your time on this podcast. I want to give a big thank you to Helen Kemeny and Mike Stapleton for the original music found on this podcast. And thank you to Colleen Bruton for editing the show. Go in light and love, friend, and I'll talk to you next week.